Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What is up, everybody? Boys and girls. In just Jay. Not much, Brian. You were you uh, fizzing out there a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My uh, internet connection's being a little goofy tonight. Gotta love it. Uh, welcome back, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Do we get a, lot we a huge delay? Is it is the delay yeah. on my end or your end? Uh, it seems fine to me. I mean, I just keep seeing you, you know, do your uh, buffering thing every now and then. <laughs> I'm gonna call Wonderful. you Brian the Buffer. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we got Mike McKinstry in the house tonight. He's got some uh, good. Share with everybody. Uh, let's. I'm gonna pop. Hopefully that fixes my connection. Where is Mikey? Where is Mikey? <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up, buddy? Like, what up? I was dancing right, to the song. Right, right, I'm out. <laughs> his service yeah, was. Kind of, I didn't understand what he's saying with his service. I, so he was doing it on your side too, then, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it was like it was yeah. like freeze framing. It was like it was yeah. like a uh, claymation. Yeah, I was like, uh, show just started. Here we go. <laughs> you remember know? uh remember celebrity deathmatch back in the day, the claymation thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he looked like. It was just like oh that's funny. <laughs> it's funny, you know. I mean, I'm like I got better. I mean, my internet's pretty good, and I'm kind of in some mountains and stuff. So oh, yeah, you moved, man. You're in Tennessee now, you're no longer yeah. a Midwesterner. No, well, technically, I still am, still have some ties, but uh, as of May fifth, that she all. Oh, I, forgot, over I forgot to tell you, the Midwesterners Council met, and we actually revoked your card. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You're like, you know okay. what? That's, oh. that's fine. Yeah, that's better? absolutely fine. Just go ahead. That's absolutely better. Awesome. Matter of fact, actually, can, awesome. you go, can you go back to blurry? It was better when you were blurry. <laughs> yeah, would you go? Did you turn off your dial up there, buddy? Yeah, oh, just every now and then, just stop and. It. <laughs> hey, at least I was here. True. On time. 
Mikey. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, true. I'm just like moving from one side of the room to the other. Like, like, yeah. I have a problem with talking too much is why we were late. It's all good. All good, man. All good stuff, man. Well, welcome back to the show, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's just I feel like it's like a this is like an apartment I have in an out of state home or something, you know, like that, like where I get to like it's like a home away from home. You could come <laughs> hang out and fish whenever you want, bro. I, I Jay's fish with me. He knows. He be careful Michigan. if you ask. Yeah, I just yeah, right. the invite. Yeah, Michigan. Hey, I leave Michigan a lot. Okay, I'll come to Michigan. Well, so I should say I did leave Michigan a lot. Like when COVID happened, we didn't travel for a whole year. And then we became kind of like, you know, more based in Michigan after that. And we're like, hey, wait a minute. This was actually kind of nice not having to travel at least. So we still travel. We still have like a couple episodes and a couple things out of state. But we just don't have it. Like in the beginning, it was almost every episode was out of state. And when COVID happened, we just kind of re reimagined our little roadmap there and made it more local. Yeah. yeah, you were well, traveling I mean, there's around a bunch for the TV show, weren't you? Yeah, so my first trailer wrap, I had a map of the United States on the front of my trailer, and I put like a little uh, little Basquatch sticker everywhere I went. Uh, when I took that wrap off, that was on for, I think, two and a half seasons. I had that wrap up. I took it off. I had like 65 stickers on there from uh, the furthest west I went was Idaho and Utah, all the way over to upstate New York um, and Pittsburgh and North Carolina and Florida, everything on the East Coast, then almost everything in the middle was like covered from here to Louisiana, all the way straight down, Tennessee, Kentucky, everything. And then if I were to do that now, I'd probably have like five, you know, <laughs> like it'd be like, yeah, like, yeah, you'd be five and very, very poor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the thing too. Like, you know, I drive a diesel well, up until today. Actually, today I got my new truck back today. So, Nice. Uh, it went yeah. and got wrapped. So actually, my driveway at my window right now, I have my diesel and my new F one fifty. They're wrapped almost identically, and they're side by side right now. And it looks weird because my diesel's so much bigger than the new truck. Um, but my diesel, I got eleven miles a gallon, and it wasn't that big of a deal for like a while. And then the last year, it's been a huge deal. You know, like oh, traveling, yeah. like mm-hmm. traveling more than an hour has been like a budgeting thing now. Like where I'm like, okay, hold on, let me do the math. Like. 11 miles a gallon. It cost me $740 to go to the store. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, Thanks Putin. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle Joe. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been rough. So we have, we haven't traveled as much. Plus, like I said, when, uh, when COVID happened and we were forced to stay in Michigan, it kind of made us realize that it's almost nicer to share like, our state with our guests. So instead of traveling to our guests, we started bringing some guests here instead and, you know, doing stuff like that. It made it a lot easier. And it also made it more, uh, you know, the show is based around finding adventure and it's got the the Sasquatch theme and everything. So uh, it was kind of cool keeping it in Michigan because Michigan's known as like, you know, woodsy and outdoorsy and stuff. And we we, we thought it was actually kind of cool that we kept it in Michigan for the most part there's like two episodes out of state every season now and and i kind of like that feel so when when we do have an out-of-state trip like we have two planned this year that still may or may not happen um and uh it's cooler when we do it like it's almost like more like a, a more of an event you know what i mean like it's a bigger sure. thing like oh they're out of state this time like instead of like every episode out of state then it was weird when we were in state you know then yeah. it became awkward when there was like three in a row in michigan and people were like oh that's it like you didn't go anywhere i'm like yeah but there's a lot here like, you know what I mean? Like, so we started bringing guests here and being more creative with filming and stuff. So it's been more fun. Michigan's got a ton of, ton of water and ton of just fishing opportunities in general, man. Well, we have the most waterfront land in the entire world um, because, or freshwater, I should say, freshwater land because of the Great Lakes. Um, yeah. But we're second to Minnesota for the most inland lakes. But uh, like where I live, this, the, the township I live in, and Jay could tell you this too, because he's driven here every single road goes around a lake. There's no straight roads in my, mm-hmm. within, within a half hour of me. Mm-hmm. Everything goes around a lake. Every street is a lake name because there's, there's four lakes in my neighborhood. Like it's just insane how much water is here. And I live in the most congested freshwater spot in the entire country. Even in Minnesota, there's no spots that have as many lakes. There's 26 lakes in my township. Um, like, like usable lakes, like not ponds or, you know, sewage drains, yeah, but like yeah. actual, most of them are all sports lakes. Um, and like the four of my neighborhood, three of them are private and one's public, but they're all fishable. They're all amazing. Um, so nice. 
that's why it's kind of cool being based in Michigan. And that's kind of why I haven't left. Like everyone's always on me. Like, why don't you move somewhere you can fish year round? I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice. Like, I would love that. I'm like, but I have nine species that I can catch with the same bait in the lake right behind my house. And, and, and if I want to fish it for a different species, there's a lake across the street that can give me like 13 species. And then if I want to fish for smallmouth or any, I mean, there's just everywhere right around me with, within walking distance. So it's, it's really tough to leave that, you know? Sure. And sure, you, well, sure, sure. and it is all year round, you know, and I think a lot of people don't know too, cause <clears throat> you know, I've been up in mid Michigan during um, the salmon runs and everything. And dude, yeah. these fish are huge. It is amazing to see these giant fish jumping out of like a foot and a half of water, yeah. you know, just oh, straight yeah. up in the air. It's just, it, it, uh, you really, you have to be there to really understand what this means just to see that. Cause these yeah. fish are ginormous. I mean, and that's just one piece, you know, and that's in the fall, but it's like, I mean, I love Michigan. Michigan's a great place. Uh, yeah. it, it's a great place just for adventure too. Cause there's like, you, you literally have roads that just turn into sand. Like turn into sand yeah, roads and shit, you know. I mean, like there's like I remember taking this one road, and then all of a sudden you go through a forest, but it's like a single track, like for a car, yeah. and you go through it, and then you come back out on a blacktop. I'm like, so you what go to, is you going go on? Again? Like you go like two two to three hours north of me, and I'm in southeast Michigan, so like on the mitten is a Michigan thing yeah. to do. Uh, I'm like down here, you know, if you only go two hours north, like up this area, everything from here up, there's two track roads everywhere. You're in the woods. Like you could go in yeah. an hour without seeing another person. Like there's trails, there's mountains, there's like wildlife and there's lakes you can find back in the woods that nobody's probably been on in 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it's just yep. different. Once you hit this part of Michigan and up, especially the UP up here, it's like a different country. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's like a totally yeah, different it, atmosphere. People are different. Like it's like Northern Illinois, Northern Wisconsin, Northern Minnesota. Like once you get North in the Midwest, it's just a different, it's a different world. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. outside of Chicago is a different world. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah. I know, you know, it's, like, it's funny. because I know, I know Brian's always here for me because we'll be in different places in Illinois. I'm like, dude, this is like, people just don't know. They just don't know. Well, yeah. It's Illinois, like, like uh, <laughs> Illinois is like a, a big field with like Chicago. Like it's like Illinois is just like this big open vast area to me. And then there's like Chicago or by the water. Yeah. And so whenever I drive through Illinois to like, if anytime I ever had to go to Wisconsin, I've always just kind of done this weird thing where I'm like, am I in Illinois right now? Or am I in Ohio or Indiana? Like it all looked the same until you get near Chicago. And then I was like, Oh, this is Chicago. I got it. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a weird, like, like Michigan's cool because we don't have anything as big as Chicago, but we have, sure we have smaller versions like grand rapids and lansing and detroit and um you know traverse city even marquette they're kalamazoo. like these small kalamazoo even yeah there's like these yeah. small little like there's small little miniature chicagos without the craziness sure and we have all it's like other than that you're in the woods you know what i mean like you're pretty much like in woods like you're in woodsy area yeah. you're not in those areas and it's cool like, like, it gives you, like you, you guys have like a state light and it's like the yellow blinking light <laughs> Yeah, you know, because once you get out of the cities, dude, like everything's a yellow light blinking, just blinking, <laughs> like, like, you know, there's not enough traffic to have it be like red and yeah. green. It's just like everyone just look both ways. Yeah. I, know. I remember That's first awesome. seeing that, I was like, does that mean we just go exercise caution? Like, what are we doing? Like, it's weird. It's like, because you're used to seeing, like, you know, why is there just a yellow light, like, just solely, you know, in the sky right now, just blinking? You're like, what do you know, mean? <laughs> Do I swerve around it? What do I do? <laughs> you know, you're, it's like, I mean, it takes, you know, it's just funny because you really realize like how desolate Michigan is. Yeah. You know, outside these little cities. It's cool yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. that's what makes Michigan badass. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a state. I kind of compare Michigan to Texas sometimes. And I, and I, mean that in complete opposite ways because they're, they're opposite, but the way that they're similar is that, to, to survive Texas, it's everything is so far away. The environment is harsh off and on randomly. I've been there before where it was 50 degrees at night and like 100 during the day. Um, and it's just like, it just makes you tough. The drivers are terrible down there. Like, it's just, it's nuts. It, Michigan's kind of the same. It's just opposite climates and opposite everything else. But it's the same idea where it kind of, I think the Midwest in general, it makes people tough. You know what I mean? Like, you got to deal with some like stupid stuff. And a lot of stupid people, you know what I mean? So, like, you got to deal with the traffic, you got to deal with the potholes. I don't think the roads are worse anywhere in the country besides Michigan. I really don't. 
Like I think Michigan. Uh, I, I really, yeah. I'm serious. I think Michigan's up there. If you Google it, I think there'll be a chart somewhere that'll put Michigan first. I don't know what source will. Oh, happen. I'm sure. But like it's I we're think known. It, like when you cross the Michigan Ohio border, everyone makes a joke that you know you're in Ohio only because the roads get smooth, and it's true. It really is true. Like, there's yeah. like an imaginary line where all of a sudden the potholes stop. So you become a very evasive driver and a very like you know alert driver because you're always watching for a tire taker in the middle of the road. And, uh, you know, the climate, same thing. Like we, we had 81 degrees two days ago or three days ago up here. And then it's like 38 degrees two days later and snowing and then mm -hmm. 65 the next day and then 90 the next day and then snow. And it's just in same Texas has that same like craziness. It's the opposite of us, but the craziness. And I think it builds tough people, you know, like it builds, builds character, it makes you hate environments, but it builds character. So, uh, here you go. There's a list. This is from uh, February 2nd, 2022. Uh, 10th is New York. 9th, Pennsylvania. 8th, Tennessee. 7th, <laughs> I believe Illinois. 7th is Illinois. 6th is Massachusetts. 5 is Ohio. 4, Nebraska. Number 3, Michigan. Who's number, number 2? Number two is Indiana. I'll give you guys each a guess on number one. Uh, Minnesota. Nope. It's got to no. be a, a. It's got to be a northern state because we have the worst because of salt in the roads and everything. Have, so yeah, that's northwest. Northwest. And it's not Minnesota. Uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. Washington. Oh, Washington! Oh, oh you really have an extreme northwest. <laughs> Yakima, Washington is number one out of the entire country. Yeah. Spokane, number three, and Seattle, number five. Well, yeah. So I, well, also I can found... tell you, I can tell you, Indiana's on that because I 65 for sure. Uh, you know, Tennessee, 75, uh, 75 is going south off the Kentucky border. That's a nice stretch. There's some uh, craters. See, I found another chart that says Rhode Island. I found another chart that said Rhode Island, Hawaii, Wisconsin, California, and Michigan are the worst, which makes no sense. So, yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> Who cares? They all anyway, suck. They're yeah, bad. They all suck. That. That's right. <laughs> Just tell them to put in another tollway that will never pay off. Yeah, You know, yeah, I have right. an iPass in my windshield because of Illinois, so I don't want to hear about uh, tollways. Illinois dude. is the worst. It's like every time I made a turn, to yeah. pay, pay, pay. And I'm like, Jesus. Yep. So I had to That's the same with, with Ohio. Uh, Ohio's only, Ohio. only got a couple. I think Illinois, like at least coming from my way, coming from Michigan, going around Illinois, like to Chicago, yeah. that's the most tollways I think I could possibly hit. Unless I go to Boston. Like going to Boston, there's a stupid yeah. amount going through that way too. But I had to buy one of those iPass things because I got so sick of stopping all the time. I was like, man, I'll just pay this every year. Yeah. I can't do this. Like it was, it was so yeah. many. Well, it makes yeah. it easier too because if you travel to other places – if they've got tollways, mo most of them are connected now. So yeah, you can pay a They're toll through your Illinois one. Oh, that's cool. So like down my iPass, there was like an East Coast or a West Coast one. No, I know when I was in uh, Florida in January, the iPass up here worked down there. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, Florida, like out here in Kentucky on the bridge. Yeah, it's so weird here to stay out here in Kentucky. <laughs> What'd you say? I said it's weird to hear you, you say think? out here in Kentucky. Yeah, out here, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's still kind of fresh, so. <laughs> I know it's just. I know I'm like, wait, you're not Kentucky. Like, you don't live in Kentucky. No, but I go. I've gone through there a lot lately. So I mean, I was taking yeah, trips I'm down like, here. I'm used to you living. Weeks. I'm used to you living in Illinois. Like you're just like. Yeah. Yeah. Tackle box breakdown says North Texas tolls are the same. Oh yeah, so I've only been. So I don't drive through Texas a lot because it's everything's so far away. Like if I fly into Austin, I'm like, oh, I got to go to Dallas. It's like three hours. Uh, I fly to Dallas. I got to go to Houston three hours. If I fly into Houston, and I have to go. So it's like everything's three hours. Everything's so far away in Texas. So I don't sure. really drive that much in Texas. I just usually fly to whatever spot I have to go and stay there. It's just such a big state. Everything's so spread out down there. <laughs> Ryan Milford's in the chat. He said uh, his mic made Jay uncomfortable yet. I'm I'm here. That's all it takes anymore. As, as soon as I show up on like, camera, he just gets a little bit. Why like, do you think I moved to Tennessee? I'm that much farther away from my. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know the only what? thing I, I can do is just leave. 
It's yeah, bound four to hours was too close, or five hours was too close. <laughs> <laughs> bound to happen. Yep, 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 yep. You know so, what? Jay, your new, your new place looks great through your windows. <laughs> Thanks. I'm looking out a window. It's dark now, though. Oh boy, yeah, it's getting right here too. Oh, yeah. so let's talk about this season, guys. Yes, let's talk about it. All oh, right, I, new I have, season of Basquatch. I have a lot of really cool things I want to share. I'm really excited about it. Um, and for, first thing, thank you guys for having me on too. Like I, I, I love being on here with you guys. It's always a great time and, um, Absolutely. you guys have such a great platform and, and I love coming on here, but, um, so, uh, yeah, this season is so cool. And, and anyone who's seen my show, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's called the Basquatch Hunter. It airs on the pursuit channel four times a week, um, from April to September. So it's airing right now. Today's Thursday. So it airs tomorrow again, I think at. At 1.30, I think, tomorrow. I just have to look real quick because I'm going to... Friday is 2 p.m. It actually airs twice tomorrow, um, 2 p.m. and I think 9 a.m. Uh, but you can see it on the Pursuit channel if you have that on cable. If you don't, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, I post every episode on there after it airs on cable or on the Pursuit Up app. It is on there for free 90 days after it airs on cable just because I have to deal with the cable uh, providers and stuff. Um, and there's a bunch of streaming apps that it airs on to from Pursuit channel too. Um, but... So our show is super cool because uh, we're not, you know, I always say we're not your grandpa's fishing show. We don't have, uh, we don't have the banjos in the background while we talk about fishing, um, you know, for an hour straight, just talking about fishing, which, which is cool. Like I, shows like that is what I grew up on, you know, like, you know, watching shows like that is what taught me how to fish, but watching shows like Bill Dance, where it was more entertaining than teaching, where I was just waiting for him to fall out of a boat or, you know, wait for him to break his rods and yell a bunch of weird curse words that were all like, you know, Southern jargon that I didn't understand, but it was hilarious. Uh, you know, that's what made me really want to do what I do. So my show is more entertainment based. So we take out guests from other industries and show them our world of fishing. And then I go in their world and I try to compete with them and we don't fake anything. I do everything a hundred percent. I try to jump in their world at their level, which never works out well for me. Um, and this season, um, I've broken two ribs in an episode. I tore a bicep in an episode. I got a concussion. Um, I've had, uh, what was the last one? I just got hurt in the last one too. I got knocked out in one of them. Um, we've had uh was that in the boxing one you did or something? The UFC one, yeah. Or, yeah, that's what it was. Mixed yeah, that's the, actually that's yeah. the one I'm working on right now. Like that one's gonna air in about a month and a half. And uh I had to take three punches like full out. Like I wanted to get that Rocky Balboa shot, you know, that like Apollo Creed like hook and just the face just like juggles and like falls out and i was like we had to do it a few times to get the right angles and everything i was like i'll keep on taking them and as long as i'm awake let's keep on taking them um and yeah that was a fun one uh figure skating one i got hurt uh the wwe wrestler episode just aired uh earlier this month i broke two ribs on that one um and we had to go back two weeks later after i healed up enough to go refilm parts of it because i had to stop filming um Turns out a metal chair to the back actually hurts. Like it's real. Like that's like that's not fake whatsoever. Um, you know, wrestling's not fake. It, and that's the thing, like, you know, I knew that I was a huge wrestling fan in the nineties, but when I did the episode with the the wrestler, like he even told me, he goes, Hey, this isn't fake. I'm like, No, I know it's not fake, but it's it's like fake, right? And he goes, No, it's choreographed. Is a difference. Yeah, he goes. It's choreographed, storyboarded, right? You know. Yeah, like the moves aren't fake. Like everything's real. Like you're not really getting punched. I mean, sometimes you do. Sometimes you get really punched or slapped or like need or kicked. Like some of that really lands and it, and it. You know, these dudes are three hundred something pounds, full. You know, bodybuilder mode. Like it hurts, I'm sure. But they're not like. Uh, it's not like you're just brawling. You know, it's not like UFC. Um, so it makes it harder though. I learned because not only was I getting my butt kicked by like these dudes who do this for a living, like I was getting thrown and slammed. And if I didn't fall right, or I got hit the wrong way where it threw me off or I knocked the wind out of me, these dudes are planning that we already have the next move planned and we can't stop. Like we can't, I can't be like, hold on guys. I'm hurt. Like that's not how it works in wrestling. You got to play with it and just go with it. And you know, the next, the person's already in the middle of the next move by the time you realize you're hurt. So it's just going to keep on going. And you got to do your best. And that's what I did in the episode is I, I took a chair to the back. I turned a little bit the wrong way because uh, I missed my cue and took it to the side a little bit too much. And I'm not that big of a dude um, as, you know, at least you guys know. But the chair is about as wide as my back um, is tall. When you have a 300 pound dude like or bigger like Triple H or a guy like Big Show, that chair is like this big to his back. You know what I mean? Like the chair, sure. like you have all this room to hit his back. 
with me, the chair was literally like the size of my back. So there's no room for like, if he would have went too high, would have hit me in the back of the neck and could have caused serious, serious problems. If he would have went too low, could have hit my hips or my tailbone and caused even more damage. If I turned it all, he could hit my elbows, my shoulder, my ribs, which is what I did. Um, you know, we had this whole thing planned, this whole match planned after I did some training and I thought like, you know, something changed and I was like, Oh, and I turned to see what was going on. And he was in full swing, full out running start, like happy Gilmore wind up with a metal chair. And I was like, uh, and I cringed and I flinched and it just, <laughs> it was bad. And I went down like a sack of potatoes too. And he was like, are you all right? And I'm trying to be tough. I'm like, yeah. Uh, um, and that's in the episode that episode aired at the beginning of this year. Um, and uh, that one's on YouTube now, too. We just put one up on YouTube last week. Um, but the, this season is so cool because I, I stepped it up this year and I wanted to do, you, you know, last year we did some cool stuff. I love everyone we filmed with. We've had some great episodes. Um, we won a Telly Award last year, too. Like we've just, we've had some great stuff. Or two years ago, sorry, we won a Telly Award. Um, this year I wanted to, I wanted to just step it up. So, this year we have the UFC episode. We have the WWE wrestler episode. We have the DNR fishery biologist episode, which was like, that was incredible to learn everything from that guy. Uh, we have a, a really famous radio host. We have a, uh, a professional bowler. That was an awesome episode too. Um, we've had, we've had a fireman. The fireman episode was the newest one. That's why my beard's still growing back. Cause I had a, I did the mustache for the, for the fireman episode. And, uh, <laughs> Did you guys see the pictures for the fireman episode, by the way? Did you guys see those yeah. on my socials? Uh, no. Jay wants yeah, to know when he's getting his camera or his uh, calendar. Dude, so those guys were laughing so hard that I was doing this. I was like, are you guys going to get offended if I start? Like, I'm not making fun of you guys. They're like, no, dude. Like, let's do it. Calendar shoot. I was like, here we go. My photographer is like dying, taking these pictures. And uh, the, I, I'm going to yeah. tell you what, though. Out of all the things I've done this season, the fireman episode was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, like the physical, most physically demanding thing I've ever done. Sure. I, I puked my brains out at the end of the, that segment. Like I, 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 I went in kind of not expecting what was going to happen, but I was like, whatever, this can't be that like, I'm in pretty decent shape. Like there's no way this is going to be that hard. I'm doing the fireman agility course. They have to do this course every year to qualify, to still be a fireman. They have to make sure they can, you know, literally take care of everybody around them. So they have to pass this really tough physical fitness test every yeah. year. And they're like, yeah, we're going to put all the gear on you, um, the big oxygen tanks, the heavy helmets, everything. And you got to do this course. And they're like, you can take breaks in between it. You can't do that normally. But since you're filming, like you could take a break and reset the cameras and catch your breath. And I was like, do you guys get to do that? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to phone this in. Like, I want to legit like be in your world. Like, let's do this. So they, I watched this 20 year old kid do it in front of me. He's like a rookie. He just started. So they made him do it to show me how to do it. And he's, you know, built like Jay. Um, you know, he, you're, you're not like a ripped, shredded bodybuilder. You know, I didn't like, you don't look like a fitness model. No offense, Jay. Um, and oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I surprised you with that. That's I think public that, now. You said that in public. <laughs> now everyone knows I don't have a six pack. Um, so this dude looked like you for real, but he was 20 years old version. And I was like, all right, like, let's see how he does it he finished the course in six minutes. And I was like, wow, was that, was that good? Like he, it seemed fast, but it, it didn't look as hard. I mean, it looked hard, but I was like, is six minutes good? And like, yeah, it's really good. Actually. That's like our, like, that's what our goal is in the department is for everyone to get around six to seven minutes. And uh, I was like, all right, all right. So I get all the gear on. As soon as they put the gear on me, I was almost out of breath already. Like that gear weighs 65 pounds. The tank was pulling me backwards. The helmet weighs like seven pounds. It felt like eight pounds. Like it was, my head was like a bobblehead. Like, it was crazy. And I was like, all right, now I have to go up and down stairs. I have to pull like 150 pound weight on the cement and drag it all the way across the parking lot. I got to drag a tire. I got to like do all these crazy things, put up ladders and, and I'm timed and, and I'm wearing this uniform that doesn't breathe. Like it was like wearing a heated blanket that weighed 65 pounds that just like was snug around you at all times. Like your helmet does not let air out. So all your heat from your head is just coming straight down to your face. It was, it was like, it was literally like torturous. And I was like, I'm not stopping. I pushed myself the entire time. I did it in six minutes and 42 seconds. And when I was done, they go, Hey, guess what? Another call just came in. This is how it works in real life. We got to go do CPR and save a patient. Let's go. There's no time to stop. And I was like, dude, I I'm barely seeing straight. I'm going to puke my brains out. Like, hold on. So I started stripping off the gear, took off everything except the pants, like took off the jacket, took off the tank, everything. 
ran over, started doing 150 compressions um, on a, uh, a CPR dummy, loaded up an ambulance, rode around in the back of the ambulance, bouncing around. I got out and I puked my brains out and I just, I was out for like 25 minutes. I just couldn't stand up. I was just like jello. <laughs> and I was like, how, like, I'm like, this is terrible. And they're like, yeah, guess what? Another call could come in right now. And guess what you have to do? You could have to do the same thing all over again. And I was like, holy crap. Like mm -hmm. I've always had respect for firemen and, and police and, you know, emergency workers. But like to think about like these guys get sometimes seven calls a day, eight calls yeah. a day. And I just did two. And I was like, literally like, I was not only useless, but like, I felt like I needed medical attention. Like I was like, <laughs> I couldn't stop throwing up, but I couldn't get my breath. And I, my, my arms just wouldn't lift things. Like I just like tried yeah. picking up a bottle of water and my hand wasn't working. I was like, I'm exhausted beyond belief. And I'm like, how do you guys like, and you get another call. You can't be like, sorry, I can't y'all you're dying. Sorry. I can't make it. Like I'm tired. You know what right. I mean? So like, and most of these dudes are like, 18 to 25 years old you know and it just blows my mind and the guys that were even older than me in their late 40s that were doing this stuff i was like you know what total no respect man like yeah. and that's what's cool about my show is that you know when i get in these worlds that you never like get to see behind the curtain like the wwe wrestler like i've never got to see behind the curtain of what goes into that like that was so crazy learning about the wrestling and like how much went into it and like you have to communicate without communicating on the fly and you have to adapt and all the like work through injuries and it, it was nuts and the athleticism and there's like comedy and drama and all the stuff built into wrestling and same thing with the race car driving, like learning about how to race cars and how to break tires loose and all this stuff was crazy. But the fireman episode was just like, like every time I see a fireman, I fish with a lot of firemen. Every time I see anyone now, I'm just like, man, you are built different than I thought. Like you are like, you know, a lot of these guys, again, no offense, Jay, but a lot of these guys are built like Jay. Like they're not like, like fitness models. You know what I mean? Like they don't look like they're like, like, you know, if, I'm not trying to like rip on you. I'm just saying like, none of us look like we do CrossFit every day. You know what I mean? They can Jay blush. And a lot of firemen yeah. don't look like that either. A lot of firemen aren't like, you yeah. know, but these guys are like superheroes, man. Like that was such a cool experience. And that's why I love, like, that's my passion. I love what I do with the show because I never would have known. And I guarantee you all the viewers that see that episode are going to have the same reaction. They're going to be like, holy crap. Like that goes into that. Like that was, the, I simulated the first 10 minutes of showing up to a fire. That was the same equivalency of me pulling out the fire hoses, um, dragging out the ladders, dragging out everything, breaking down a door, um, pulling down drywall from the ceiling, um, dragging out a body or rescuing someone or carrying someone up a fire. Like I simulated all of those actions, which all happened within the first 10 minutes of showing up to a house fire. And then I was supposed to do the rest. You know what I mean? Then, then the rest of the hour or two of firefighting comes in or another call comes in or all. It's like, that was the most insane experience. And it, it was just, like I said, I, I had no idea what went into it. And I have so much more respect for anybody who wears that uniform now. And it, it just blows my mind. And it, it's so cool. I can't wait to share that with you guys too. Like that footage is like, I had a chest GoPro on the whole time and the GoPro tens look like drones. Like they're floating. Like they're so crazy. So you get a really good like angle of like, you could just hear my breathing just like the whole time, but you could get a really good angle of like, the work that it take it took to do it and like you could see like the sweat like the fumes coming off of me and stuff it was nuts it was so that's crazy awesome. that's cool man it yeah i could definitely see where you're coming from on that man it gives you a new profound perspective on what those guys go through on a day-to-day -day basis yeah and you that's know? like i said that's only this much that's the part that blew my mind the most i right. was like this is unbearable and this is only like a fraction of not only your job, but just your day, like your 24 hour shift where you might not even get to sleep on top of everything. Like I got like five hours of sleep that night. I had coffee. I was kind of relaxed coming into it. They don't get that luxury. You know what I mean? Like they could right. have three fires in a row and have to do that three times in a row with no sleep. Do, you, do like your no firefighters have to uh, be paramedics as well? Yes. Yeah, just like up in Chicago and Illinois. Area. Yeah, so there. Yeah, that was the part that was crazy is that you could you could do a house fire and do what I had to do and be puking your brains out, exhausted, and then you have to go do CPR and like save someone's life, and then you have to go report to a car accident, and then you have to go, you know, it's just it's just insane. Like and then like and like these guys, the fire department by my house, I did this at. They said they average about seven calls a night, and I was just like, man, like. 
I, that's not for me. Like I'm not built that way. You know what I mean? Like maybe I could have been, if I started doing that when I was 18 and just stuck with it, but I just don't think I'm built that way. It's like, it's like when you meet someone that was in the military, I, I feel the same way about the military where I'm like, I wasn't built for the military. Like I just wasn't built that way. Like, I don't think I could handle what those guys handle. Like I just don't like people sure. are built differently for a reason, you know? Definitely hear you on that, man. That's crazy. But it's cool though. Cause we have, so we have the fireman episode. Did you um, get to uh, take the firemen out fishing afterwards? Yeah. So, well, we didn't film that part yet. Um, the weather okay. up here has been absolutely nuts. Oh, well, um, right, right. Oh, we, we've scheduled it. Um, I've got three guests that I haven't taken fishing yet that I've already done the other part with. We're just waiting because the weather has been 30, 70, 90, 20, like all over. Yeah, right. Not only does it kill the fishing, obviously, because the fish are just sitting on the bottom of the lake looking up going, what the heck's going on up there? Um, <laughs> right. But but it's not really fun for the guests who have never fished to be like, Hey, come out of the water. It's 42 degrees and windy. Like it's not going to be good. So, uh, we're, we're, we were filming this week and we canceled. Um, and then, uh, cause we had a 30 degree day, 38 degree day after a 92 degree day or 82 degree day or something like that. And I was yeah. just like, yep, there's no, like, there's no way we're fishing that day. It's just not going to happen. Um, and then we're in the fifties this whole week. So now next week we'll be in the mid to high sixties again. So, um, we got the radio DJ, uh, that we're taking fishing. We got the professional bowler and then we have the firefighter. We're taking fishing all, hopefully all next week or the week after. Nice. Uh, but the, like the radio DJ one is, is another one. Like, you know, I've been on radio shows. I've been on, um, you know, news outlets. Like I've been around that environment. Um, but I got to be a guest on like one of the largest radio stations in the Midwest. And it, and just like seeing how that whole thing worked was like another, like, I walked in there and I was like looking around like a deer in headlights, like, holy crap, there's so much going on. There's a big crew here. Like I didn't know this much went into it. Like the radio shows I've been on were a lot smaller than this. And this is really big. Like this is huge. And there's like all these interns running around doing stuff and filming and like all this, like, I was like, holy crap, is this nuts? And it was done so fast. And I was like, that was it. All right. I guess I'll go in the hallway and wait now. Like that was weird. You know, it was so quick. And, and I'm like, you know what? I can't wait to take this guy in my world because he's going to think the same thing about my world. He's going to be in a kayak for the first time. And he's going to be looking around and be like, what do I do? Where's everything go? How do I do everything? And I get to like, try to relax him like he did to me and try to like, let him know like, Hey, this is, this is my world. This is my comfort zone now. Like now let me sure. show you what we do. And this dude is like six foot five, 300 pounds. Um, doesn't like to get dirty. Never done a sport in his life. Like not outdoors <laughs> at all. Um, like it just take him, on, take him on an early spring day with all the mud. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Like, so even his co-host told me, he goes, he's going to wear all black North face and he's not going to want to get dirty. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like he's never touched a fish. Like this will be fun. Like this will be great. Oh, um, so, so I've taken him on the lake that I took you on Jay when we did our pike episode. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm taking him on that same lake. So, and I, and I already told him like, look, there's, you know, 13 species out there. Like we could get pike. I'm like, you just gotta like, I'll, I'll coach you through everything. And you know, I'll walk you through it. Um, I'm taking them on that lake on purpose because one, I like filming public lakes. Um, so it's realistic whether we skunk or not. I also want to take them on that lake because, uh, I kind of want to get his reaction getting a pike. And I, I know that it'll happen out there. Um, I think pike are one of the most, uh, intimidating fish for a non-fisherman because you can't, grab them really and they don't stop thrashing they're so angry and the fight is second to none you know what i mean so um i'm hoping that happens just for camera purposes like he might drop my rod in the water i don't like really care it'd be worth it um you know i just want to get his reaction with that i think it'd be great and if he gets a monster bass out of there even better if not that lake is so bluegill and crappie and panfish heavy that we can always panfish and that's why it's such a cool spot to film um but yeah this whole season um it's super cool and and it's going to keep on getting better. And we already have some plans for next season that are, uh, we have a second fireman episode. We're actually already planning for next season. Um, nice. where I'll actually get to work with fires in this one, um, and put out car fires and do some really cool stuff, the jaws of life and do all the other side of firemen. Um, and, and we're trying to like, uh, I meant the other side of being a fireman and, uh, we're already planning that for next season. We have like a, a formula one racing thing for next season. We already have these like really, we're trying to make every season bigger and better. And as long as our show keeps growing, like our ratings have grown so much. Um, our platform has grown so much. We're averaging like, I think 1.62 million viewers every six months now. Um, so mm, it's been growing, awesome. dude. It's been, it's, it's been, mm. I, I literally just can't like, 
like I, I don't want to come off like I'm like bragging or patting myself on the back, I guess. But like I'm so proud of what I've done and what like my crew has done and like you know you all the people be, involved since day one. It's like it's cool. Like you know, it's like it's just one of those things where sometimes I get so stressed out and I'm so busy all the time and I'm so like involved that I forget to take a step back sometimes and just look down at everything I've done and everything I'm doing and just go, you know what, this is kind of cool. Like I quit my job to do this, you know, six years ago and I'm still doing it and it's growing every year. It's gotten better every year and it's getting harder every year, but like our crew is growing, like we're getting more help and just to keep it growing and, you know, we're expanding everything we do. And, and, you know, it's just like, it's cool, man. Like, it's just fun. Like I get to meet some awesome people and everyone I film with becomes like a buddy. Like, you know, I, I like I talk to everybody I filmed with all my guests became friends. And I like, we work on other projects together and I help them with some of their stuff and they help me with some of my stuff and like I take them out fishing just randomly for fun sometimes. Cause now they got addicted to it and they decided that fishing was a lot more fun than they thought. And they want to do it more. And that's the whole, the whole plan, the whole goal. And I get in their worlds too. Like I did the bowling episode. I haven't bowled in three years and I was on the bowling league for 12 years before that. I, I quit bowling three years ago, almost four years ago. I did a bowling episode. Now I got two new bowling balls, new shoes. Like I go bowling like three times a week now. I'm joining the league again. Like that's what it's all about though. You know, like I get these guys to get back into fishing or get to get into fishing for the first time. They fall in love with it. They're buying kayaks now. Like I had the bowler message me today and go, Hey man, how much are those kayaks again? Which ones do you use? Like he's looking into it already. And, awesome. and it's like, and he already, you know, got me into new bowling balls and stuff. So it's like, that's the whole point of the show is that I hope viewers have the same reaction. I hope that viewers see our episodes and go, you know what? That looks kind of fun. Like if he can do it, I can do it. You know, I'm a five foot five Michigan dude. Like if I can handle whatever I'm doing, trust me, anyone that's watching can do it too. And that's, what's cool about it is, you know, if you want to try to learn how to wrestle, there's wrestling schools. I didn't know that existed. There's wrestling schools. You can learn how to do WWE style wrestling at, at a school. And it's really cool. Like great people at all of them. If you want to learn how to race cars, there's actually places that teach you how to do legitimate racing where you're not just like learning how to drive, but you're learning how to like the mechanics of, of like friction works. And, and they teach you like the science behind racing. Like there's all these cool avenues where you can learn these awesome professions. You know, like I never thought of my life. I wasn't one of those kids when I was like five where I was like, I want to be a fireman. I wanted to be a business owner. I don't know why, but like my grandparents were business owners. My parents were business owners. I always saw as that was the American dream was to own a business. Didn't matter what it was. It was just self-employed. And I never looked at being like a fireman or an astronaut or anything, but you know what? I wish I did because now I know what being a fireman was sort of like. And it's like, damn, like, you know how cool that would be to actually like be that much of a, like, can I say badass on your podcast? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you know, how much, you know, it would be to be that much of a badass. Like, I felt like a superhero. Like, I was when I was wearing the when I was wearing just the pants, even just the bibs. I like, like, wanted to go to like out in public and walk around and just wave to people or something. Like, it was so weird. Like, I felt like I was wearing a Superman costume. I really did. And I was like, man, we got to drive with a fire truck. I got to pull the horn. Like, I turned into a five year old as soon as I hit the horn. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, I got to pull the horn. Dude, even the firemen who do this every day, we're like, yeah, it never gets old. Like, try, it, we still, we still, turn, we still turn into kids when we get to hit those. And I'm like, I bet you do. Like, it's so cool. Heck yeah. Um, but that's what's fun about it. And you know, and I love what we're doing with the show. And I want to segue into. And I'm sorry, I talk so much and so fast and stuff. I know we're on. Some no, you're good. Time. I know you got to take off in a minute. Yeah, I, so, I have yeah, hockey tonight too. I, I play <laughs> hockey at least once a week, so I just it's another thing I have no time for. But. um you know, with our show growing so much, I do all these kids camps and, uh, you know, my township West Bloomfield has a bunch of kids camps and we have a really cool park down the road, um, with a big fishing pier and it's super nice. And, um, we have kids camps out there where there's like the go fish events where it's free. You don't need a fishing license for a weekend once a year to encourage all the kids to go out fishing. You know, you don't need licenses to go that weekend. Um, so we do this big go fish event that I go there and help out at every year and volunteer and teach kids how to fish. Um, then we do like the, the overnight camps that I'm there for a few hours doing a, a fishing seminar there and teaching the kids how to fish again and, you know, putting worms on hooks for them and taking fish off and teaching them about how to hold fish, all that fun stuff. So we, we've done two years in a row now where they've sold out every camp so quick where we added more this year. And then we even added my own personal camp called Fishing with the Basquatch Hunter where all the kids can sign up 
and the parents. And we have, we're going to have at least 10 fishing kayaks there, all pedal drives. So the kids and the parents can go out one-on-one -on -one with a, a, a veteran kayak fisherman. There'll be at least five or six experienced kayak fishermen that'll be one-on-one -on -one taking kids and their parents out in fishing kayaks for, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time and going around the lake and hopefully maybe catching a fish or two and, you know, getting more kids involved in the sport. And cool. when we started doing this kind of stuff, we started noticing that like, you know, these kids are so like wowed by the whole fishing industry. Like they don't understand how tournaments work or how kayaks work even, or fishing works. They just like the adventure and excitement of it. I was like, you know what? That's what I like. Like, you know, we have a lot in common. Like that's what I like about the sport is the adventure and like learning every day and discovering new things. So I wanted to find a new way to reach a lot of people and teach them about this stuff. So like, I told you guys before, I don't know if, I don't know if any of the listeners knew this, but I was going to announce something exclusive. I've never talked about it on social media yet. I'm kind of not supposed to talk about it yet, but I I'm too excited about it. But anyone who follows my Facebook or my YouTube or my Instagram or anything, you've, you guys have seen this logo right here. Have you guys seen this one right here on my shirt? Oh yeah. So this yep. is, his name is Seth. He's our mascot. That's Seth Squatch. Um, Seth Squatch is a, uh, there's a whole story behind Seth Squatch. Um, he learned how to fish when he met his first human in the woods. And uh, he was in the woods hiding for hundreds of years because his great grandfather, Sam Squatch, got caught hundreds of years ago in that famous pose, you know, that walking pose that everyone sees the Sasquatch in. That sure, was his great grandfather. Sure. So that's where that pose came from. Um, and uh, this is all factual, by the way, it's based on a true story. So uh, <laughs> Seth finally came out of the woods after he learned how to fish from a human. And he's like, you know what? Humans are kind of cool. And he wanted to see what else he was missing all this time he was hiding. And he was like, I'm not afraid of people that are different than me anymore. Now I'm going to go out and find adventure. Now, instead of me hiding, I'm going to go out and see what I've been missing all this time. So we took this story and we just kind of evolved into like all these different avenues that I'll, I'll be releasing and talking about over the next month or two here on social media. But I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek on one huge project we've been working on for a very long time. And it's finally like came together. Um, and I can't go into detail. I'll get yelled at. But I just want to show you guys this right here. Um, this right here is something that is incredibly important to me. And this right here is one of the tools that we're going to be using to be teaching kids how tournament fishing works. And also fun for adults. Like the three of us could play this up at a cabin on a fishing trip. And it's a board game. And uh, it's a super cool way that um, we've been testing it for a long time now. And it's a super cool way for kids to really understand how tournaments work, the excitement of tournaments, why competitive fishing is fun, whether it's in a kayak or a bass boat, it doesn't matter um, why it's fun. And it's not about winning all the time. It's about, you know, the adventure, it's about the experience. And that's what our show is based off of. And that's what I want to spread the most is always go out and try new things. And don't be afraid to take that jump. Don't be afraid to meet someone new and learn from them and don't be afraid to try something new. So that's one of the avenues that we're working on right now um, to be able to do that. Yeah, look at that. I thought Ooh. something happened with the cameras, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's the logo. And if you noticed, um, there's Cedar, my dog Cedar, is in Seth's arm. So Cedar's in the story too. Um, but yeah, this is uh, that's why that logo exists. A lot of people were kind of confused when I started posting everywhere, and I did it on purpose, kind of cryptically, where people are like, "Wait a minute, what's this?" And there's a whole clothing line for Seth Squatch. You can get a Seth Squatch backpack. Like there's a whole clothing line online on the BassSquatchHunter.com website. Um, and people were kind of confused about like the cartoon um, direction I was going. And then I started mm -hmm. leaking a little bit here and there, like, Hey, there's a whole kids platform that we're working on. Um, you know, that ranges from, you know, books to animated series to board games and, you know, teaching kids about the sport and a really fun way. And instead of having them relate to, you know, me or Jay or Brian or someone else out there, give them a character that relates to them. And that's what Seth Squatch is, is, uh, you know, he's, it's just such a cool story. I, can't, I just can't wait to share more. Like, I feel like I'm gonna start getting text messages from people in a minute that I'm not supposed to be talking about this, but I was gonna say, I'm looking forward to the, the pics of the tramp stamp of that. Yeah. <laughs> you do know someone got, you do oh, know someone man. got the Basquatch tattoo a couple years ago, right? Like on their back? No, like that skull logo right here. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know my you know my green decals of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So someone got that full size tattooed on their arm, like that I've never met. Oh and That's just because so we're cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got my website on it and everything, though. It's crazy. And I was like, man, that's like <laughs> thank you. 
Like, it's cool. Like, yeah. I'm glad you believe in what I do so much. Like, I'm changing a logo, but thank you. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, wah, no, wah, the, wah. the whole the whole Sasquatch thing is uh, is super important, and I think it's going to be a really uh, a really good way for kids to actually get involved in our sport more and also just learn about fishing and also just learn about taking adventures. You know, it's not always about fishing either. It's just get outside and, and just see what you can find. Like when we were kids in our generation, like I get home, my parents would be like, do you have homework? I'm like, no, like get outside, like go, like get out of here, like leave. We don't care where you're going. We don't care what you're doing. Just get out of the house, come back when it gets dark. And we'd go build forts. We'd go get in trouble. We'd use dumb stuff. We'd sometimes get escorted home. Um, but that was like the rule is get outside and figure something out. You know, I learned how to build by building forts, like the very fundamental versions, but I learned like how wood worked. You know, I learned how nails worked. I learned how glass bottles broke against the road and how to get arrested for it. You know what I mean? So like, like (laughs) you you learn things like good and bad, but you learn things by just going outside and just figuring things out. And, And that's what I love about what we do with the show is, I hope people take that away from what we do is just don't be afraid to go look in to see what it takes to be a fireman. Don't be afraid to go talk to someone that does something completely different and be like, Hey, what's it like, like doing what you do? Like, can I, can you teach me? Like, it's, it's cool what you can learn. Like the, the skills that I've learned from all these things are crazy. You know, like they, they help me in everything I do, you know, like learning more patience and more endurance and more balance. And, you know, all these things that I've been learning from all these different things that I've tried, um, you know, and I get into a lot of them. Like I've been figure skating since we filmed the figure skating thing. Cause it was so much fun. Like I've been bowling a stupid amount of time since then. Um, I wanted to start going to a wrestling school once in a while, just cause it's a great workout and it's so much fun learning the moves. Like I get really into all these things and it's, and it's contagious. Like it's really fun. So that's what I hope people take away from the show. And that's what we're hoping that by stepping it up this year, and next year that we're hoping that we're spreading is that people see that, you know, they can go out and do it too. You know, like you can go out and try new things and have fun and you never know what's going to happen out of it. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. That's so stay awesome. Tuned on, stay tuned on BasquatchHunter.com <laughs> and on uh, the Basquatch Hunter socials because we'll be posting more of all of this stuff that I was talking about um, over the next month, month and a half and releasing some really, really cool stuff. That's not just for kids either, by the way. Like this, that board game is actually geared towards adults. It just, it's also made... Um, we're working on like, I think six and up is what we're working on right now, depending on that we're waiting for certification on that, but six and up is what we're aiming for. Um, cause there's basic math involved. Um, cause you have to measure the fish or like add up the fish sizes and stuff. Um, but it's, it's, we've tested it with adults that have had almost more fun than the kids have because it gets competitive. You know, you start getting like, you start talking trash to each other and people turn it into a drinking game and people, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, right, just, right there's a trophy that comes with it too. So like the trophy gets passed around to whoever wins. So you keep on playing to see who wins the most. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Like it's just such a cool way to like let people know what we do without having to go do it. You know, you can get a kind of a heads up of how to do it. So you feel more comfortable going to a tournament for the first time. Cause you're like, yeah, I get how the five fish works now. Like I get how calling the fish work. I get, I get how like sometimes you catch a pike, which could ruin your fishing day or, you know, you break a line and you can do this. And like the game teaches you all this, which is a lot of fun. Heck yeah, man. That's sweet, man. I talk a lot. That was fast. (laughs) No, that's what you're good at. Mikey. That's what you're good at. Yeah. Jay was sleeping. He just like stared and zoned out for like four minutes. (laughs) I was like, I was like, (laughs) yeah. On that note, I have to leave for hockey in like three seconds. So, yeah, man. Uh, tell folks uh, again, like where they could follow you, where to uh, get some Basquatch gear, where to be watching, and all that good stuff, buddy. Yeah. So, basquatchhunter.com. It's getting a redone right now. So, I apologize. The website's kind of like it still works and everything, but it's just kind of it's not the way I want it to be. It's just kind of moved around. But basquatchhunter.com. Um, you can go to the YouTube channel from there. You can go to the clothing from there. Just click the drop down and click clothing or, you know, the show or whatever. Um, you can get the find your Basquatch shirts. We still have on there. We can get the Seth Squatch gears on there too. This actually, this isn't the actual logo. It's different colors. I just, this was a prototype from a while ago, but um, all the stuff's on there. When all the new stuff comes out, like the game and all the other stuff we're working on, it'll all be on there too. Um, you'll see it right on the website. So check out there. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Instagram is where all our behind the scene pictures go. 
YouTube is where all the behind the scenes vlogs and behind the scenes footage of the show and the full episodes after they air go. And then of course, pursuitup.com um, is, or pursuituptv.com, sorry, is the free app. All the episodes from the last two years are on there right now for free. And then this season will start airing on there in April, May, June, July. The, uh, July, they'll start popping up on there because it's 90 days behind. Nice. Nice. Very cool, man. So thank well, you guys for having me. appreciate you jumping on, man. No, I yeah, appreciate anytime, you having me. Bro. And I, I'm sorry we had to do like a speed round version where I had to just like run on for like 23 minutes so I can get it all out. It's all good, man. You got to put somebody in the boards tonight. I get it. Yeah, I hope, man. I got a I got a concussion playing hockey three weeks ago, so last week was my first week back, and we'll see how it goes tonight. Well, quit beating yourself up, dude. Dude, I was going backwards, and I hit heel to heel with somebody, and my feet went straight up in the air, and my head whiplashed on the eye. It was bad. It, was, it wasn't fun. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> it definitely <I'll> pass. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, thanks for having me on, guys. I really yeah. appreciate it. A lot and uh you know i paddle and finn's the best man you guys are you guys are awesome appreciate it brother appreciate it thanks, man. Bud. all right i'll talk to you guys soon thanks buddy take care <laughs> be <right>. safe <laughs> you guys are awesome like i don't i'd rather sit here and i'd rather do this than hockey but i don't i don't have a choice i gotta i gotta show up tonight so yeah we can do it again we can do it like you mean you mean you're gonna go do something athletic instead of sitting here talking to us all night? <laughs> I know it's like, yeah. I mean, you're you don't even sound busy enough. You should probably add another sport to your schedule. I think I agree with that. Maybe, yeah, maybe I like bowling leaks, when bowling league starts, I'm like, all right, I'm trying to like figure out like, all right, this is Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday. I have all, like I have something booked every day, like scheduled plus my show plus all the. It's, oh well, I like being busy. I have a lot of energy. Hey man, keeps you out of trouble, brother. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> or it gets me into it, I guess, if you ask. <laughs> I hear you. But, all right. Well, I'll talk to you soon, guys. Hi, thanks dude. again so much. Bro. All right. Thanks, it. Mike. We'll all see right, you, buddy. Man. See you, Mike. Bye. Mr. Randall, final thoughts? Yes, sir. No, it's fun catching up, Mikey, and getting back on the old internet. To, uh, yeah, you've been out for a hot minute. Those... Yeah, wasn't it like three weeks? Maybe four? Yeah, probably closer to four, it's, I think. Yeah, it's a yeah, moving sucks. So that's uh, it's been <laughs> it took up a lot of time. I didn't realize, you know, it's funny you move and you move, and for whatever reason, a lot of stuff works out. But then once you got like a whole house to move, and you've got all that crap you got in your garage that you think is cool. It's yeah, cool, but it's because it's got to get down here somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I threw out so much stuff and gave out, gave away so much stuff. It's probably could have made money on it. I'm like, yeah. I was like, it just needs to go. <laughs> like, right, like, right, right. You know, on to something new. But yeah, it was. Uh, but no, I'm glad to be here. Everything's kind of settling down. So, getting there, know, getting out there. Yeah, getting out there, catching a little bit of fish. And you can try to get out, get out a little more. I guess. And uh, kind of explore a little more as well. Yeah, I'm just hoping for some warm weather. Uh, that's what we're lacking here, so I can get out and fish. We'll try to push some of that up to you. <laughs> I, I would appreciate that. The wind has yeah. been ridiculous, so that's what's really like keeping me off the water, but in the cooler temps. But we're getting there. You guys, you guys were like in the 50s today, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe you're like, yeah, I, I mean, it probably got up over 50, but I know yeah. the wind was blowing pretty good today, but <clears throat> I mean, last Saturday was 80, but the wind was blowing 30. It's so weird so how like kayak tournaments got canceled last weekend up yeah. here and one pushed back from Saturday to Sunday. The other one's talking about keeping theirs on Saturday yeah. this weekend in Wisconsin, but they're calling for thunderstorms saturday and wind and all kinds of nasty crap so we'll see dude eight hours south completely different yeah completely um, different i'm sure it is you yeah know? <laughs> i mean i was i was walking around and i was walking around in slides today outside in shorts uh, i mean yeah, you know it's been yeah. mid-70s pretty much <laughs> I'm sure that feels really good. I'd like to put my sandals on, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, it's, it's, uh, 
it's, it's, it's tough being here. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're doing good, man. You got into the new place. Everything went uh, well so far with the move and everything like that, dude. It's good to hear. Yeah. Thanks, man. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So, uh, Jackson Kayaks re- released the NAR, NAR. this NAR week, FD. man. Yep. It's uh, a good looking boat. Thoughts? I kind of like it. I mean, you know, it's a little hobby-ish. It's, uh, it's got a little bit of a, well, I mean, a little bit of their bite and uh, uh, what is it? The... Um, Oh, I just had to. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. That the, the open rig? platform. No, the open platform, Jackson. Oh, like U-Pig? just from the handles. Yeah, like the U pig, but just from the handles. Sure, sure, um, sure. It's got you know a little bit of a Slayer kind of look, but I think it's more. Jackson really looked at Hobie a lot on this one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I had yeah. you know what? No fault to him because. Yeah. For me, with the Jackson, and, and if anybody knows, like you know, knows me and what I've talked about with Jacksons, is they needed a rod stowing situation or solution that was better than whatever they were offering before. And they finally, sure, did it. you sure, know, sure, sure. keeping those, yeah, that's that rod stowage for me. That's that's a lot because now you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you don't have the issue now of. I mean, I know a lot of Hobie guys that like have their rods in there and they cruise down the road. You know, they just strap everything yep. down and, you know, and that's, and to me, that, well, to any of us, that would be huge because there's no setup. Well, it takes that setup time out of it, right? Yeah, right, right. You know, get, getting the rods out and all that. So, <clears throat> I mean, I I think it's a good looking boat. I mean, I'd like to try it. And the new drive looks, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, with the, with belt it. driven, belt driven. Yeah. Um, and I, I know from what I understand, the whole lower unit changes as well. So like you can't get the new upper and then like throw that on an existing lower. Oh. Yeah, because they re engineered like the whole setup, I guess. The whole right? thing. Yeah, top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, yeah. And the new FD is what the Mark Mark Four, I think is the new Yeah, drive. that's what they're calling it, Mark Four. Yeah. yeah. It's like belt driven instead of whatever like yeah. they had before. So I mean, I don't know a ton about it yet, but when I first started seeing it, I was like, wow, that looks cool. I was like, all right, did that you, makes sense. Did you see the hints of the new Drew Gregory kayak from Crescent? Yeah, that one looks cool, too. Um, I forget the name at the moment, but that uh, thing, Sholey. yeah, that, the Sholey, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that looks like a good little boat, too. Um, that'll be interesting to see, like, the whole thing. Instead of the piece. Yeah, it, it was very small snippet teasers. Yeah can kind of get like, some things some ideas yeah. of what they did future's gotta like leak it on a just a, a random site yeah right so future right. <laughs> let's go since, bro you know, yeah since people more people might not know future made that video so yeah yeah no it's cool <laughs> stuff man uh cool to see some new stuff coming out and uh yeah man looking looking forward to it uh, yeah, Dean yeah. Watson's in the chat. He says, Nard look cool for an FD, but want to see the more of the Sholey too. Yep. I, I'm just a fan of like kayaks in general. It's like being a car guy, right? Like I, I enjoy seeing all these different boats coming out and everybody's, you know, take on it and what they're doing and what they're incorporating, man. It's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Maybe we'll see about getting Jameson on here. You can talk about that Nar. Yeah. Yeah, get JMO on to talk about the gnar. Sorry, <laughs> it's pretty gnarly, bro. <laughs> it's gnarly, bro. Gnarly. Yeah, I, it's I. I think that name like takes after uh, some kind of uh, what's called uh, like Viking. Or, yeah, yeah, I forget bro. where it, where it <laughs> came from. We I know it had like some kind of background meaning to it. Uh, and it wasn't gnarly, so uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't gnarly. But uh, I'm trying to like look. We're talking about it. I'm trying to like look it up. My computer's so slow. Yeah, no worries. That's what happens when you move to Tennessee, bro. Oh, the oldest Norse merchant ship. Okay, that's what it is. There we go. So it's an old merchant go. ship. 
yeah, yeah, from yeah, from you know, the Norse, <laughs> you know, up there with the Vikings. It's a Viking ship. Nice. It's like we said. Anyway, <laughs> I like it. On that note, boys and girls, we will see you next week. We got a uh, Brian Slayton lined up for next week. Uh, he was down at the Paddle and Finn event. He's got a big YouTube channel. Uh, so we're going to have him on next week. Uh, he does a lot of creek and river fishing. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing from him, man. It'll be a good one. He's a good dude. He's the one that took uh, fifth down in uh, Dale Hollow. So good nice. stuff. Yeah, man. All right, boys and girls. Till next week, tight lines, smooth paddle. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle.